you enjoy this podcast, you might wish to join my bite-sized eating disorder therapy membership. This is a place to get access to additional podcast content, short videos, and longer educational videos all about eating disorder recovery. You'll gain insights into the psychology of eating disorders and learn skills and strategies to support you on your journey. It's not a substitute for professional therapy, but a fantastic tool to support you along the way. Do check out the link in the show notes, only £5 a month. Hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. Now today, another bite-sized episode and a question from a lovely listener asking me to talk about shame and eating disorders. And I think, again, it's like a great topic, something that isn't talked about enough in eating disorders and something that many of you will relate to. So if you have an eating disorder, you might experience many different and complex emotions. And it's very likely that you might feel a deep sense of shame. So what do we mean by shame? So this is the Collins Dictionary definition. Shame is an uncomfortable feeling that you get when you have done something wrong or embarrassing or when someone close to you has. I think as well what's quite important to say with this as well is um, it's saying that we feel that shame when when we feel that we've done something wrong. And I think often if you have an eating disorder, you know, simply breaking a food rule or maybe your weight going up or, you know, something that maybe someone who doesn't have an eating disorder would not perceive to be wrong at all. But when you have an eating disorder, you have all these kind of rules and judgments. So you can feel this deep sense of shame and being flawed, you know, when you are not sort of living up to whatever standards you have put on yourself. So when you feel shame, you feel a very deep sense of being flawed, worthless, and not good enough. And it's the kind of feeling, it makes you feel really kind of icky almost in your body. It makes you want to hide away from the world. And it can be a core feeling that permeates every cell of your being. You can just feel like deeply wrong. Now, I think what's really tricky as well is someone with an eating disorder is often quite high functioning despite the severity of the illness, and they might seem to be coping pretty well, getting on with life, but the eating disorder is often a secret, isolating illness, and that brings with it as well this deeper sense of shame, embarrassment, and humiliation, because someone kind of feels like, you know, oh, I'm dealing with all of this, and I don't want anyone to know, and it, I just feel so embarrassed and humiliated and ashamed of what is going on behind closed doors, and that isolation and loneliness and living with a disorder can really exacerbate the shame even more. So if you have an eating disorder, your shame as well can also be quite complex and contradictory. So you might feel shame for the eating disorder, the disordered eating behaviours that you're doing, but simultaneously you might feel shame as well for your natural human desires, you know, for hunger, thirst, nourishment, love and care. You know, you might just feel like you shouldn't be deserving of those things. You're not worthy of those things. So shame is a very painful emotion to experience. 
and you might do everything in your power to avoid feeling it. But I think what's really important to say is, as human beings, we all do experience shame at different times. It is a sort of universal feeling that everybody does struggle with at different points. But I think if you have an eating disorder, you know, you might feel a higher level and increased depth of shame, which can be really debilitating. So the inner world of someone with an eating disorder is often constantly being hijacked by self-hatred and shame. So if you think about feeling sort of excruciatingly humiliated when you want the world just to sort of swallow you up and you want to disappear, you feel panicky, wanting to escape, feeling so desperate to escape a moment in time so someone with an eating disorder may be sort of experiencing these feelings regularly when they experience shame. And triggers can be everywhere and anywhere. So maybe weighing oneself, having a glance in the mirror, being around someone that's eating something, um, a kind of comment or a look from someone. There are multiple triggers that someone with an eating disorder might experience multiple times per day and be triggered into that feeling of shame. And I think often what happens as well is, you know, with shame, it gets very much turned inwards and you'll try and do anything to avoid it and alleviate it. And this can then contribute to the cyclical cycle of shame because you then use things like restriction or binging or purging behaviours to try and kind of cope with that shame, to hide it, to avoid it, to numb it. And then you feel even more shame for engaging in the behaviours and it's just this awful, awful cycle that you can be stuck in. So where are the roots of shame? So I guess, you know, for all of us, we have experienced events, things that have happened in our lives that have made us feel ashamed. And as I've said before on this podcast, you know, as a baby, when you first come into the world, you very much bring yourself with boldness and no shame. You know, you just like are very demanding and you let the people around you know what you need. But very quickly in the world that we live in, in the environment, in the culture, we can be conditioned and it can be partly our family, it can be school, teachers, social media, wider family, different interactions um, in different life situations. And maybe you've been shamed about your body at a very young age. You might recall a hurtful comment that wounded you when you were really sort of young and um, you know absorbing all these things. And it, it might have really impacted your self-worth and self-esteem and really made you feel that there was something wrong with you, that you were flawed in some way. And then once you develop an eating disorder, you know, people might make comments intentionally or unintentionally, which can be really unhelpful as well, which can exacerbate these feelings of shame. So then again, as a result, the eating disorder symptoms are reinforced because your self-worth and self-esteem continue to be compromised. And I think it's really, really difficult cycle because of when you have an eating disorder, you're so lonely and isolated within this cycle. And people can be triggering you around you by sort of quite innocent comments often. But, you know, you're almost on hyper alert for these kind of triggers. You um, are very easily shamed, I guess. And then it's really hard as well to communicate and feedback that to people around you because of because of the shame you don't want to talk about it because you feel so embarrassed and overwhelmed and humiliated and 
it probably as well is quite difficult sometimes for people around you to understand. So then you're more isolated and the shame increases and it's just an awful, awful cycle. So I think what's quite interesting as well is that people with eating disorders as well often struggle to express all their emotions. You know, they can feel perhaps, you know, I'm too much, I'm not worthy, I need to look after other people. And particularly um, emotions like maybe anger, um, find it very, very hard to express that openly or to feel they even have permission to feel angry with people in their lives. And I think what then you often do is you will feel ashamed for feeling angry and again, you internalize it. And, and I think when that anger is internalized, it becomes very self-punishing, again, through the disordered eating behaviors. So you might kind of restrict or starve or binge or purge as a way to try and numb that anger, dissociate from that anger. And I think a lot of this as well sometimes can be quite unconscious. You're not like thinking about doing this. So if someone close to you hasn't ever had an eating disorder, you know, and they're trying to support you, they may be expressing deep compassion and love and support for you, hopefully. But if you're suffering with an eating disorder, particularly if you're in that phase where you feel that you are being very in control, you're being very restrictive, you might not perceive kindness or support from those around you as good intention. You might actually perceive it as envy of your determination and endurance. So I think this is something that is not often talked about very often. And envy is not an emotion that any of us really like to admit to um, assuming or feeling, assuming that others are feeling or feeling ourselves. We often think of Snow White and the Wicked Queen, I think, with sort of envy. And envy has quite a bad rap. So embedded in this perception of envy is competition. So when you're in the depths of an eating disorder, you can often as well perceive others as envious. And this really puts you in a place where you're sort of either in attack or defense mode. And then your weapon is almost weight and pursuit of the body ideals for your symptoms, rituals, disordered eating behaviors. Um, so I think, again, it's not very easy to talk about or think about, So, but it might be quite helpful for you to reflect on whether this is true for you. So when you are feeling this sense of that maybe others are envious of you and then you are really channeling those disordered eating behaviors because of you almost got this internal competitive state being set up within yourself. So you're competing with yourself. Winning is the only acceptable outcome. So winning in the throes of an eating disorder means being the thinnest, eating less than others, being the most healthy. Um, Although as well, I think it's quite complex is because you can also feel envious of the freedom others are having in being able to eat, being more comfortable in their body, not having to follow these rules. So you can be very sort of torn. And underneath all of this as well, you know, even if you are feeling envious of your, envious yourself or you perceive that other, others are envious of you, you're probably going to feel very ashamed of that envious feeling. You don't want to be feeling envious. You feel wrong and not enough for thinking in this way. So it's just a horrible isolating cycle. So what helps to alleviate shame? So I think in eating disorder recovery, overcoming shame is a vital part of the healing process. 
it can help improve eating disorder outcomes and lower relapse rates as well in the future. But of course, overcoming shame probably sounds easier said than done because shame is a powerful force and it can keep us very stuck in our old patterns and behaviors. And because of the intensity of shame, we tend to bury it, we tend to be isolated, we don't really allow others in. And shame also keeps us in that place where we see ourselves in this very negative way. We feel that we're not good enough, we're unworthy, we're unlovable, all of those things. And shame can feel so extremely painful and distressing and can really affect our mood and anxiety levels and all of that. So how can we really start to process and overcome shame? So one of the most helpful things to be able to do is to get your head around practicing self-compassion. So we know that self-compassion is a really protective factor against eating disorders, symptoms and shame. And there's been a lot of research done that shows that people with higher sort of levels of self-compassion are less anxious about their bodies. They compulsively exercise less, exercise for more positive reasons such as enjoyment. And also self-compassion is associated with less weight and body preoccupation, less binge eating, less guilt around eating. Now, I think as well, self-compassion can be such a hard thing to get your head around because of it can feel a bit like a fluffy thing to do, which you might feel unworthy of doing to yourself. And I think when you're so embedded in that critical zone, that critical kind of like tunnel, self-critical tunnel, it means as well that accessing self-compassion, accessing even the thought of being self-compassionate can just feel incredibly, incredibly challenging. But I think a way into this is just to firstly realise that being self-compassionate is a helpful thing to do for your mental well-being. It's really helpful for improved mental health, reduction in eating disorder symptoms. And there's a lot of science around this. It's not just some counsellor giving you sort of fluffy advice. You know, there's a lot of scientific research on this. And if you want to go and kind of have a Google. And I think the way into being more self-compassionate is to almost think about how would you treat a friend, somebody you really care about, a loved one, a pet, you know, what kind of words would you say to them? What thoughts would you be thinking? What actions would you do for them? And that is often a way in because I think if you have an eating disorder, you're often very good at caring for others and being loving and supportive of others. You're just not so good at doing it for yourself yet. But the fact that you can do it for others means that actually in time, you can learn to do this for yourself. So other aspects as well of self-compassion can be things like remembering that it's okay to make mistakes. You know, I think people with eating disorders can often hold themselves to very high standards, perfectionism, feel extremely humiliated and distressed and ashamed when they are not sort of meeting the standards they put on themselves. So embracing our shortcomings, embracing our mistakes, not expecting perfection practicing things like mindfulness and meditation so you can connect more with yourself, trying to use kind of affirming, supportive and warm statements when you are talking to yourself in the way that you would to a friend. You know, like I always think about supporting a child to ride a bike 
when they fall off and they get it wrong, you'd be really supportive and encouraging and helping them to get back on and still achieve that end goal, but doing it with so much warmth and compassion. And I think that's a good way sometimes to think about it because beating yourself up. If you imagine if you're falling off the bike and then the critic was coming in and humiliating you every time you did it, it wouldn't motivate you for change. And I think that's another big motivator to work on self-compassion, to realize that actually being super critical is not the answer, is actually not going to get you to change or feel better. Being self-compassionate is far, far more preferable. Things as well like embracing a more present focused attitude instead of berating yourself for things that have happened in the past, offering yourself forgiveness, expressing gratitude for some of the things in your life that you feel you can be grateful for, spend time doing things that you love, things that light you up, being around people that encourage and love and support and accept you, and paying attention to like your passion and your purpose and you know, whatever that might be, you know, what do you love to do? What can you lose yourself in? So self-compassion, definitely something that can be so helpful in reducing shame. The next one, number two, is sharing more openly with others. So I think people with eating disorders are often very good at hiding their feelings from other people, you know, dealing with a lot on their own, maybe being very sociable and outgoing and listening to a lot of other people's problems but not really sharing their own internal world. So one of the really helpful ways to reduce shame is to talk about how we feel but obviously to do that in a safe place whether it be with a therapist, with someone who you really love and trust, someone who can listen and accept and who is not going to judge you. And it's really vital, I think, and this is such an important part of my journey to connect with others who understand your journey and who can provide compassion and humane feedback regarding the deep pain as well associated with shame, okay? Because remembering as well, like an element of self-compassion is our shared humanity. We all experience shame. We are all flawed as humans. Every kind of feeling and thought that you have, another human will have experienced something very, very similar. Okay, and when we're on our own and in our own heads, we can sometimes feel like it's me, I'm flawed, I'm different, other people don't have these thoughts and feelings. We all do, we are imperfect, it's the universal experience of being human. But when we can start to open up and share these things with other people and they can share some of their stuff too, we immediately feel far less alone and far more connected and supported. So when we open up and we express our feelings, it helps us feel far less alone. We realize that so many of the things that we are feeling are the same as what other people feel too or very similar. You know, it's very normal with the people that we love that sometimes we feel angry towards them, sometimes we feel envious, sometimes we feel frustrated. It's very normal part of the human experience. And actually, you don't need to feel ashamed or wrong for feeling these things. You know, even if maybe you have been wounded in the past where you were felt you were made to feel very wrong or ashamed for feeling how you were feeling, you know, as an adult, you can start to tend to yourself with like kindness and compassion and to really be with yourself, be kind to yourself, be compassionate towards yourself as you would be to a really good friend. And sometimes it can be helpful to think of yourself as that younger little child and think of yourself as, you know, like you being the mother of you and really sort of taking care 
and tuning in to that little child, mother or father or any other caregiver, you know, I think whatever is a helpful way in for you to think about this. But I think the more we can voice all of the feelings, although this can feel quite excruciating to begin with and will probably activate even more shame, like in the shorter term, actually afterwards you will feel a sense of relief. And what's really so helpful in therapy, I know in my experience of therapy, when I've sort of been the client, being able to talk about things in the safety of the therapy room that maybe you haven't been able to voice anywhere else. And you can voice these things and feel heard and feel supported. This can be a real game changer. And you can start to feel less afraid of your feelings as well. You know, it's very normal that as human beings, we all experience a whole range of emotions. It's part of the human uh, human experience. It's completely normal, completely part of just being a human being. Anyway, I hope that gives you a few thoughts about shame and how to begin to alleviate it. So if you resonate with this, um, you know, do let me know, send me a DM on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscore. Thank you so much for listening. If you want further support with your relationship with food, do go to the eating disorder therapist.co.uk. You might want to sign up to my bite size therapy membership, which is only five pounds a month, but you can try it for a week initially for free. If you enjoy this podcast as well, I would be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Also, if you feel inspired, take a photo of this episode and share it on Instagram on your stories and tag me in just so we can like spread the word and help more and more people access information and support around eating disorders. So thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon.